I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 499 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, if you enjoy listening to this podcast or any podcast, for that matter, I have got an awesome guest for you guys today. Steve Ulcher is the founder of Podcast Magazine, which has quickly become the go-to resource for an in-depth look at podcasters. Podcast Magazine takes you behind the microphone to get a chance to learn more about the men and women who do podcasting. Every issue offers top charts, the latest news, equipment analysis, and so much more. If you enjoy podcasts, listening to podcasts, or if you're a podcaster yourself, you have got to check out Podcast Magazine. I've had the honor of being featured in Podcast Magazine, and you will find some of the dads that I've interviewed right here on First Class Fatherhood have graced the cover of the magazine, including Jordan Belfort, Jocko Willink, Adam Carolla, and Howie Mandel. Steve Ulcher has also been crushing it over on Clubhouse with his Club Pod, which has over 60,000 members. We're going to talk about that and so much more. Steve Ulcher will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Steve Ulcher was recorded on video. It is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch today's conversation, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. Okay, and do not miss out on tomorrow's special edition 500th episode of First Class Fatherhood. Father and son Brian and Bailey Littrell will be here with me. Brian, of course, is a member of the Backstreet Boys, and his son Bailey is a successful country music recording artist. It's going to be a lot of fun, so make sure you bring it right back here for that tomorrow. If you're enjoying the podcast, please get over there to rate me and review me over on Apple Podcasts. That always goes a long way to help me out. And as always, guys, please help me spread the word about the podcast. Every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list, let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with Steve Ulcher. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. All right, Dad, sports stadiums are beginning to fill up once again. Concerts are coming back, and Broadway shows will be here before you know it. It's time to take your kids to an event and start making memories once again. And there's nothing wrong with saving a few bucks while you do it. My partnership with SeatGeek means that you can save $20 off your tickets by using the promo code FIRSTCLASS. That's one word, FIRSTCLASS, at SeatGeek.com or on the SeatGeek app. Let's go, dads. We've been cooped up way too long here. It's time to start enjoying sports and entertainment again the way they were meant to be experienced, live and in person. Visit SeatGeek.com or use the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code FIRSTCLASS. That's one word, FIRSTCLASS at the checkout and save $20 off your tickets. A gift for first-class fathers from first-class fatherhood. Uh, joining me now, first-class father, Steve Ulster. Welcome to first-class fatherhood. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. All right. Let's kick it off like this here. How many kids do you have? How old are they? Uh, well, technically three, two are mine and one is a step child since I've had since he was 10. Wow. Very cool. What kind of sports activities are they all into? Uh, you know, the older one, the, uh, the one that I've had since he was 10, not too much, really never really grabbed more of the creative type art that, you know, kind of stuff. I mean, really, really creative, incredible painter. And I mean, just mad creative talent. So not really on the sports side. Um, my older son of the two that are 
uh, whatever natural born children, I don't know, whatever you call these <laughs> biological. I mean, they're all they're all they're all kids to me. So they're all my kids. Um, Isaiah, who's the middle one, then he's seventeen. He's been into baseball. He's been into um, football, and uh, he's been doing jujitsu with me on and off for a number of years. And uh, and then my youngest, who is Xavier, uh, he's kind of gone through a number of different things, flag football, regular football, and uh, and now really, really into basketball. Very cool. Steve, if you could, please just take a minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. So just uh, in the 30-second nutshell here, 30-year entrepreneur. Uh, I've done a number of different things from opening up my own nightclub when I was 19 uh, to getting involved in the catalog world really early and then launching a store uh, on CompuServe's Electronic Mall in 1993. So that's how long I go back online. And uh, that company became liquor.com, like what you drink. And uh, eventually sold that to Barry Dillard's IEC, did about 50 odd million dollars in real estate development over the years. And uh, I've been podcasting and coaching and writing and speaking um, since about 2009. And now I'm the founder and editor-in-chief uh, of Podcast Magazine, and uh, we also run Club Pod on Clubhouse. Yeah, you obviously, you're very successful, very busy, Steve. Along, along this journey that you've had here, then take us back to the beginning of your fatherhood journey. About how old were you when you first became a dad, and how did becoming a father kind of change your perspective on life? Yeah, so, I mean, again, I, I kind of inherited, so to speak, uh, a son when I married my wife in 1996. Seven. So, what was I? Thirty-eight? No, I can't even do the math anymore. I don't <laughs> even know how I was. Whatever I was, twenty, twenty-seven, twenty-six, twenty-six. I think twenty-six. Whatever it was. Anyway, so, so yeah, man. You know, it was, um, it was just one of those things where it was, it was difficult, right? I mean, from the standpoint of he, his, his dad was never really involved in the picture at all. So, I didn't want to just step in and kind of be that that dad, but at the same token, uh, just kind of recognizing that he could use some male influence and some male guidance, albeit mine was probably a little more directive than guiding, if you will. Um, it was, it was interesting to try to navigate that, uh, you know, as we went through things, because, you know, here I am, the stranger kind of coming into the picture and, you know, he's like, who are you? And then it just takes a while to build up rapport and, you know, that was that that was tricky. And uh, and I will say that I learned a lot from that, unfortunately, on his dime, I think that's carried over to the other two. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, I bring out a lot of dads that have stepchildren that are that are uh, stepdads, dads that have adopted children. And I think it's incredible because I, I, I focus a lot here on the fatherless crisis where we got so many kids in our country growing up without a father or a father figure in their life. And it's really having a devastating result on our society. So uh, it's important for these guys, for these kids to have father figures like yourself there as they grow up. And what would you say, Steve, were the top values that you've always uh, hoped to instill in your kids as they grow up? Oh, man, that's a great question. Um, God, you know, I see, and I always admire those who like have these sort of things written down and they have like, you know, the vision board for their family and they've got like all these, you know, goals and we're going to do this and that. Like for me, I just want them to be decent fucking human beings. You know, it's like just treat people well, don't be an asshole. And, you know, at the end of the day, Sometimes you just got to dig a ditch because you got to make a dollar and other times you're going to be just doing something that doesn't feel like work. So be ready to do it all and do all, you know, do all that it takes to get it done. 
Yeah, very cool, Steve. I love that. And what would you say about us uh, as far as discipline goes? What type of disciplinarian are you as a dad? And is that different than the discipline style that you grew up with? Yeah, I'm um, I'm less and less of a disciplinarian as I get older, for sure. I think I just have less energy <laughs> to fight. So <laughs> more, uh, more, you know, more guiding uh, as as things go along here. But I will say that my my triggers, for whatever reason, are definitely the messy house and just things everywhere and not putting away your dishes and, you know, that's, those sort of things. So um, in, in that regard, I think that's probably where I'm more of a disciplinarian than I probably should be in any sort of real healthy kind of manner. But I don't know, maybe it's uh, maybe it's like an OCD thing. I know we had roaches when I was growing up and, uh, you know, just the idea of having roaches in the house and mice and all that crap. Like, you know, I mean, you open a drawer and, and 20 roaches scatter, man, that that'll scar you for a lifetime. <laughs> yeah, been there myself, Steve, unfortunately. Uh, I want to take it into uh, Podcast Magazine. I love the concept of Podcast Magazine. Uh, I know, obviously, this month we're celebrating uh, fathers. You've had Adam Carolla and Howie Mandel on the cover of your two uh, fathers. That I've, ha- I've, ha- I've had both of them on the podcast here. Great dads, uh, awesome interviews. So what, take us to the beginning here. What was the genesis of you starting up the Podcast Magazine, and where is it headed, and what's been the feedback? Yeah, man, it's it's interesting, right? Because I was simply sitting there one day at a at a conference, and and I I just I couldn't believe that there wasn't sort of like the the rolling stone, if you will, for the world of podcasts, and I and or or Vanity Fair or Sports Illustrated. You know, it's just something that really went deeper into the lives of the people whose whose shows we listen to, right? And 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 get to know them from a, a much deeper perspective than perhaps what you'd pick up just generally on the show. So, so as I sat there and I started looking around and started trying to figure out, you know, like, mm, does this make sense to do? It, it became, quick, well, I'd just say it became apparent pretty quickly that there was an opportunity there. And I just didn't know if I, would, if I should have been the one or needed to be the one to bring that to, to fruition. But like most things that I do, oftentimes it's just because I don't want someone else to do it. And then I'm going to look back and go, well, I had that idea and I didn't do it, right? So for me, it was just simply a matter of like, I, I just love podcasting. I love what the industry does for people. I, I love how we're able to share our mission and our messages with, with people from across the globe. And I just didn't feel like the industry itself was being um, as legitimized as it could be. I don't think it was as well represented as it could be. And so we really wanted to create a, a first class publication that really gave people the opportunity to not only go deeper into the lives of, of people that they know and hear, but really introduce them also to so many shows that they haven't heard of and really should be listening to. And so that was that was really part of our goal out of the gate was just let's uh, let's see what we can do to level the playing field here. Yeah, and, and I love it. I, I'm a subscriber myself. I'm going to put the link in the description of this podcast episode so my listeners, I'd encourage them to tap the link, get over there and subscribe uh, to the podcast magazine. Obviously now too, Club Pod, you guys have just exploded on Clubhouse here. Club Clubhouse became popular at the end of last year, I believe. Um, what was? How did you get introduced to this? What was your first hearing of Clubhouse and how did you build such a massive following so quickly over there? Yeah, you know, it was just one of those things, man, where came across my desk and somebody was like, hey, you should probably check this out. Seems up your alley. I was like, okay, let me let me dig in a little bit. And we got involved in uh, early December of 2020. 
I think I finally uh, jumped on the app around the second week of December. And then about 10 days later, just kind of seeing the writing on the wall and feeling like this is probably going to go in the direction of individual clubs. And that seemed to be where a lot of the focus was. I was like, let me see what I can do to hang my hat here really in the, in the world of podcasting. Let me see if I can create a club that's going to be of interest to people who love podcasts, people who are podcasters, people who just want to be a part of podcast culture uh, or maybe involved in the industry of podcasting. And so I was like, mm, let me start a club here. And honestly, man, it was just kind of a snowball effect if we used what was going on with Podcast Magazine and then we shared with others what we were doing. And uh, and then they started sharing with their friends what we were doing. And uh, before we knew it, we actually had uh, 60 club pod leaders signed on to help lead rooms on a consistent basis. And I think we just crossed 61,000 members and followers uh, in the club. And, and we did that in, in roughly five and a half months. It's incredible, Steve. Yeah, I've been in quite a few of the club pod rooms. I'm looking forward to joining the club pod uh, uh, membership there myself. It's really impressive what you've done. I think there's so much valuable information. What you've done is created so many opportunities for so many people to create their own rooms, invite their friends in. So, I mean, props to you for giving these opportunities. There's so many people out there that, that are really benefiting from what you've created. And, and I get this a lot, like, uh, you know, people that are parents that want to start their own podcast, they say they don't have the time to do it. It's one of the main questions they say is they don't have the time uh, to, to start a podcast. What kind of advice do you have for the dad out there uh, in particular who's looking to start a podcast of his own but is afraid to, to take that first step? Yeah, I, I mean, look, obviously, like anything else, you just have to figure out why you want to do it, if it fits into to your life, how does it complement what you're doing, and how important is it to really hear your own voice and share your mission and your message? And then if it seems to be a, a whole bunch of yeses, like you just can check all those boxes and, and having a podcast makes sense, the, the reality is it just doesn't take that much work today versus what it was just a few short years ago. So for me, if the, if the desire is there, you, you, you don't let the, the technology get in the way of the mission because there, there's a million podcast producers and people out there who... They can do this stuff as good as it needs to be. Not saying it's going to be pro level, but it's good enough for when you just get started. If you don't want to do any of the tech stuff and, and it's, you know, just dollars, it's very minimal. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. And then let me bring it back into you um, as a dad here, Steve, for a minute. Um, I think you said your oldest was 17. Is that what you said? Well, my biological oldest is 17. My stepson is now 35. Okay, so I was going to try to get in on this because my oldest is 15 and he's just about to hit these areas now with uh, peer pressure, introduction sure. to drugs, alcohol, driving, dating. How did you kind of handle it now or how are you handling it? I know you've been there with your older one, but as they start to come into this, what kind of advice do you give them when they're hitting all these these stages in their life? Driving, dating, introduction to drugs and alcohol. Yeah, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I think I'm going to come across here as, uh, as, as a huge liberal in that in I mean, I'm I'm just not one of those people that believes that if you try to hold that, you know, that 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 handful of water and you squeeze it, I mean, it's just like it's all just going to go through your hand anyway, right? So no matter how hard you squeeze, it it's not going to have the the effect and impact that you want, right? So we just have open discussions about it. You know, we talk about, yeah, without being too specific here. I mean, I've done plenty of drugs. I've shared that with them. They know I do drugs. I've, I mean, I've ran liquor.com, so they know I drink. Uh, I don't really drink much now, but, you know, I'll have the occasional beer or whatever. So there, there's no 
hiding the fact that we do these things. We talk about these things. Um, what I would say, of course, is you, you just got to be smart, you know, and we've talked about how to be smart about it. And I don't expect him not to do it. I mean, obviously now with marijuana and everything else being as recreational as it is, uh, I know he gets high. And we've had the conversations about it. Just don't drive when you're high. Don't drive when you're drunk. Just call us. You know, we'll come and we'll get you. Uh, and then even, you know, as far as the girls are concerned, because both of our youngest are, are boys and my oldest is a boy as well. Uh, it's just simply a matter of, look, you got to make sure that you don't do anything with anyone uh, while they're under the influence. Mm, just dangerous territory, right? So you got to make sure that you're just not taking advantage of anybody and be really aware of their state and, of course, be aware of yours. Yeah, good stuff, Steve. Yeah, I'm a recovering alcoholic and an addict myself, too. So it's one of the things that I do I have concern about as they're coming in. Plus, I drive Uber on the weekends. N not anymore, but I was doing it for quite a long time. And it's really a nightmare on Friday, Saturday nights when I go to pick up these kids, um, you know, the scene that I'm seeing there. So it's definitely I think that's an improvement that we have this yeah. Uber and Lyft. I think it saved so many lives over the years here. Yeah, I'm sure if they've tried to measure that, it would be impossible. But Lord knows there's some sort of metric there that should be measured. Yeah, 100%. And I'm curious to get your opinion, Steve. I know like we, we see kids really take over these social media apps. We've seen them dominate TikTok and Instagram. And uh, is podcasting, is there a, a space in podcasting for kids, for young kids to start there? If they have any dads out there that have kids that are interested in starting a podcast of their own, is the market there for kids to start their own podcasts? Yeah, actually, one of our uh, one of our new media summit uh, alumnus as, uh, as an icon of influence. We did an event uh, for years called the New Media Summit, where we would give aspiring podcast guests the opportunity to take center stage and pitch top podcasters on who they are and what they do. And they would literally, literally get booked on the spot. So we did that for a number of years. And I think at three of our events, uh, we had a, a young lady, her name is uh, Neva, Neva Lee Rekla. Let's get that twister, Neva Lee Rekla. Uh, and I think what she did when she first took the stage as an icon of influence at the first new media summit, I think she was eight. And so, yeah, she's, I mean, she's got a fun show and, and, and I don't think there's any show that's off limits. I mean, in the world of podcasting, and that's a beautiful, really the most beautiful thing about it. Right. So no matter how young they are, if they have an interest in talking about a particular subject, whether it's Pokemon cards or, you know, their favorite sport or, or whatever it is, or they just want to sit down with influential people and ask them questions. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a huge opportunity there. Uh, and the reality is it's not easy. There's, there's grown people who have been doing podcasts for years that don't have the numbers. So, I mean, just do it because they really love doing it as opposed to looking at it from the standpoint of, you know, this is kind of a get rich, uh, get rich quick opportunity. Yeah, very well said. I, I think a lot of people do have that misconception going into it that that's what it is. So, um, all right, what, what's up next for you? Obviously, you're busy with Club Pod, with uh, uh, Podcast Magazine. What kind of goals or plans do you have here for yourself for the future, Steve? Well, I'm, honestly, I'm, uh, I'm I'm heading into a, a little bit of the sort of the pasture period, so to speak. I'm going to I'm going to really slow things down, get much clearer on what it is that uh, that I want to be doing. I've got my eyes on uh, on a pretty big opportunity that really reinvents the world of real estate. Um, but it's a, it's a big endeavor and I'm just not sure if I want to bite that off at this moment, although I might, I mean, we'll see, but at the, at the very least, what I'm going to be doing here over the next 60, 90, 120 days, uh, is really just taking the time to, to put on the schedule, all the things that I really want to be doing 
whether that's time with the family, time with the kids, time for myself, et cetera. And any time that's left over, I'll, I'll pop in and do a few things here and there with the job. But, uh, you know, and when I say job, I just mean the company, right? So we'll see, man. But for me, it's, it's really all about scheduling joy first, as my friend Tiamo Divatori talks about. And, uh, and so I'm going to schedule that joy first and then see what else there is time for. Yeah, great stuff, Steven. The last thing I want to hit you with here, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? Yeah, I mean, I would say as far as the new dad or the about-to-be father, it's, you know, you've heard it probably a million times, but it is true that things go by really, really quickly. And ultimately, the the thing that I have a little bit of regret uh, about, if I'm going to use that word, is if you think about it in terms of a, a selfish versus selfless type of scale, and you go from zero to 10 in terms of zero being selfish and, and 10 being selfless, you, you got to be as close to an eight or nine as you can on the selfish, selfless scale with your kids. And, uh, and that means you're going to give up a lot of things that uh, you might normally want to have going on. But, uh, but at the end of the day, you want to create a relationship that lasts a lifetime and the little bit of selflessness now that you've got to tap into uh, should pay dividends for, for their entire lives. Yeah. Very well said, Steve. I love the message. This has been a lot of fun for me. I got to say, Steve Olsher, you're a first class father all the way. And thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on first class fatherhood. Appreciate it, brother. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Steve Ultra for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episodes. I always love to read your feedback. Make sure you come back here tomorrow. The 500th episode of First Class Fatherhood is dropping. Brian and Bailey Littrell will be here with me. Of course, Brian is a member of the Backstreet Boys. He's going to be here to talk about in-depth into his father and son relationship with his son, Bailey, who is now a country music recording artist himself. It's going to be a lot of fun and some special surprises, too. So bring it back here for tomorrow's episode. I'm Alec Lace. That's all I got for you guys today. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first-class fathers.